0: Get IXL now, and listeners can get an exclusive twenty percent off IXL membership when they sign up today at ixl.com/audio. Visit ixl.com/audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price.
1: Know your place, Arkansas. This is what you should be happy with, Arkansas. These are your limitations, Arkansas. That didn't feel like what's happening, but that's what the national media has been telling you for the last couple of decades. We're going to talk about that more in depth. Danny West is also going to join us on today's episode of Hog Sports Live. And what's up, everybody? This is Trey Biddy with Hogsports.com. Before we get started, I want to remind you there's plenty of ways to watch and listen. You can always tune in on Facebook Live. Be sure to follow the page if you haven't done so already. And give us a like, share it with somebody you think might like it. Also available on YouTube. Subscribe to that channel. Hit the notifications bell so you're alerted. anytime we upload new videos, throw us a thumbs up there as well. Also available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, anywhere else you can think of to find your favorite podcast. Please throw us that five-star review if you haven't done so already. Hogsports is just $1 right now for your first month. H all right, <clears throat> That is what you have heard from the national media for years. Arkansas can't do this. This is what Arkansas is. I can remember I got so furious after the Brett Bielema firing and the coaching search that was, was coming up, and everybody on the ESPN was telling Arkansas what they should be doing, what they should be happy with, to know their place, know the pecking order. No. No, that's not what's happening here. And I'm talking football, basketball, and, of course, baseball. Baseball, we know. But basketball, what they're doing right now is unbelievable, making it to the Elite Eight for a second straight year. Obviously, they got bounced, but not a lot of teams make it to the Elite Eight. If you want to find out what happens when teams make it to the Elite Eight for a third time, which is rare but happens, which Arkansas is going to try to do next year, read Danny West's article on Hog Sports. Again, we're going to get to Danny in a little bit to talk some recruiting because the evaluation period is coming up, the first ever evaluation period ever at Arkansas. We're going to discuss that, but before we do that, we got to talk a little bit about this Razorback basketball program and what has happened. Obviously, Arkansas just lost uh recently to Duke in the in the in the Elite 8. Uh Duke also subsequently lost to North Carolina and it's Kansas North Carolina in the National Championship game tonight. Unless those it's Monday, so for those of you watching later, this show's being recorded on Monday. <clears throat> Anthony Black is the latest high school commitment. We're going to talk about transfer portal stuff here in a minute, but uh, six seven hundred eighty pounds point guard, a guy that really started to, you know, the last couple of years move up the rank. He's number 14 overall prospect in the country, number one point guard on 24-7 sports, number two player overall in Texas. The composite has him number 22 overall. What an incredible addition. One of three McDonald's All-Americans. That Arkansas is adding in next year's class. Nick Smith also played in the McDonald's game. I thought was was cool about the game watching him. Now he missed he missed a lot of shots. He, it was very aggressive, probably more aggressive than he would normally be. Uh, he had that spin move with a flo- that finished with a floater that I thought was just fantastic. Everybody talking all week about Nick Smith. He's the guy that all the scouts are talking about. In fact, one guy, one of the announcers said he would take him number two overall, six four guard. 6'9 wingspan can really do anything i mean he was even a late addition to the slam dunk contest and probably should have won it i mean well i mean i say that there's uh the the person who won it was a girl and she was i mean like incredible that she can even dunk i mean there was a few years ago when no no women were dunking at all and now you see it happen a, a good bit so but as far as the men go he he won the slam dunk contest Jordan Walsh is the other. Jordan didn't have a great game in the McDonald's game, uh, but if you watch – I mean, he was on TV a lot this past weekend. Uh, One game doesn't really change my opinion. I mean, to me, you really got to be aggressive in the McDonald's game if you want to get yours. Dribbled the ball off his foot a couple times, looked really nervous. You know, even in the slam dunk contest before that – He missed all of his dunks. He was really ambitious with that, trying to jump over four people. guy's got a 41-inch vertical at 6'7", a 7'3 wingspan. Number 20-ranked player in the country, number six small forward, number two in Texas. That's on 24-7 sports. The composite actually has him a little bit higher, number 18 overall. That doesn't change my opinion at all at Jordan Walsh. I mean, he's going to be a finisher at Arkansas. He's built like – he looks like a high jumper. That's what his his physique is right now. Um, He'll continue to add some weight. Fill out his body a little bit, but not too much. Don't mess with him too much because he's going to be a finisher. You could see a lot of alley-oops, maybe like as many as you saw back in the day with Kareem Reed and Derek Hood. Could be a big finisher for Arkansas. And, I mean, that's not even to get in. Everybody talks about those guys, but you also got Darian Ford, a number 57-ranked player in the country out of Magnolia. A lot of years this would be your headline guy. This would be the headliner in your class. I mean, he's – He's a thick different kind of a different style of guard. Uh, Barry Dunning, Joseph Pinion. Dunning's number 85-ranked player in the country. Pinion's number 88 overall. So some nice additions from the high school ranks. And then Trevon Brazil popped for Arkansas. I mean, this is an intriguing guy right here. 6'9", 215 pounds, rim protector, super long and athletic. Small forward, power forward, I mean, positionless really in in a lot of ways. But this is a guy who was, you know, just a few years ago was 6'3". When he was being recruited, when he was ranked like number 189 prospect in the country, not super highly recruited, uh, but a guy with a lot of potential, but was a late bloomer, was like 6'6", from what Curtis tells me in high school when he was being recruited. Now he's 6'9", 215. Long arms, really athletic. A guy that should really help them. Numbers weren't just eye-popping or anything, but a guy that is viewed as having tremendous upside. He was actually re-ranked. It, just to give you an idea, he was re-ranked um, as a four-star prospect, number three guy in the transfer portal right now. Averaged 21.5 minutes, 6.6 points, 5.1 rebounds, 1.9 blocks per game, 33% from three-point range. And, like, his best basketball, according to everybody, is ahead of him. His last game against LSU had 15 points and eight rebounds. Missouri wasn't very good this year. Obviously, they fired Quanzo Martin. Now, with the additions, you also have some subtractions. Obviously, we, I think, all expected J.D. Note to declare for the NBA draft. There were some rumors floating around here and there that, oh, maybe he'll come back. Maybe there's an NIL deal out there for him. But – with JD being as prolific as he was this year being already a fifth year guy like you're talking about coming back for another year like you kind of got to get on if you're a guy that has pro potential you got to get on with it and that's just kind of the way it is you know you don't see a lot of guys with uh you know that put up the numbers that he puts up that are just still just hanging around in college so it makes sense to me for him to to go ahead and move on and Arkansas is going to be fine i mean JD Note was fantastic this year, especially, you know, middle late part of the year, you know, like the Kentucky game and stuff. He was doing some really, really impressive things. L- you're never gonna see a more aggressive player than Note. And I'll say this about him also. It's always frustrating when there you know, like you know a guy's super talented and everybody's like, he's so talented, but he he's not aggressive. He doesn't take charge, you know. He and very rarely did Note do that. There were a couple of games where you like, you know, can't seem to get going. But for the most part, every game, J.D. Note was attack mode, 24-7 attack mode. Great Razorback player, extremely aggressive, 17.5 points per game, 5.25 rebounds, 4.25 assists. Is that right in the NCAA tournament? Yep. Yeah. Strong finish for him. I mean, there was the New Mexico game. I mean, there's some games where it wasn't just like, Wow, the second half of Vermont, he certainly exploded. But uh, Arkansas doesn't get where they are without him. Some other uh, departures, I, I don't think anybody was expecting K.K. Robinson to stick around. Uh, you know, a very highly regarded guy as a recruit, but just never never seemed to crack the lineup, never never got onto the floor. When he did, it wasn't just like amazing or anything, you know. I think that he can help somebody somewhere, but it just wasn't working out. When you look at the future at Arkansas, who they're bringing in, um it kind of felt like the same thing, and people talk all this about, you know, like Arkansas needs this. Like I've seen a lot of people say Arkansas, they just need to go get a veteran guard who can come in and help these other guys. You like a, a veteran, experienced guard, anybody that's like good. I don't know that that's happening. Like, are you like looking at Arkansas and saying, you know, I'm am a senior, I'm transferring, I want to end up at Arkansas, um, and you know, play behind Nick Smith and and um, and Anthony Black. I don't know if that's, like, in the cards for Arkansas. Not that Arkansas – like, if it was a if it was a need in the transfer portal, they'd go out and get one of the top guys at the position group. There's no question about that. You know, I'm not saying Arkansas couldn't do that, but I'm just saying, like, when you look, there's only so many spots on the floor, and Muss is still going to play eight. As much talent as he brings in here, he's still going to play eight guys. I think we've learned that so far. You know, it's not going to be – like it was with Nolan where he subs five in, takes the starters out. You know, it's not going to be like that under Musch. It just isn't. So, you lose K.K. Robinson, expected. Chance Moore, off, all obviously expected. I don't even know if Chance Moore got in. Five games this season, barely played. That was not unexpected at all. There are some other guys. I mean, I'm not going to lie. We have stories in our admin on guys – entering the transfer portal that haven't done it yet, just just ready. We call those shells, just ready to go whenever it happens. Moore was a, you know, he was a top 100 prospect. But guys want to play, and I don't blame him for transferring. Curtis Wilkerson's broken down the latest Arkansas uh, basketball scholar, scholarship distribution uh, for 22-23. Right now Arkansas is at 13 scholarship players. You've got Debo Davis, Nick Smith, Darian Ford, Anthony Black, Audice Tony now. We don't know if Tony's going to stay. You know, he he's a fifth-year guy. He may want to move on. He's got one year remaining because of the COVID rule. I think we'd all say, you know, if you're a Razorback fan, you got to be like, "Hey, bring it back. Come on. Come on back." Jackson Robinson, Joseph Pinion, Jalen Williams is another guy. He's got 3 years remaining if he wants it, but I think Jalen, to me, this is my opinion, okay? like, And I'll tell you, like if I think a guy should probably go, then I'll tell you, I do think Jalen Williams would be well served by coming back another year, okay? Continue to work on his three-point shot, uh, playing with his back to the basket, those types of things. He made so much improvement from the start of his freshman year to the end of his freshman year, and then again, from the start of the sophomore year to about the middle part of his sophomore year, I mean, he really took off, started getting all those double-doubles, like didn't have any career double-doubles, and then started getting them, like, I don't know, he had like 15 last season. They all came in the second half of the season. So the things I think he could really improve on, he could become a better three-point shooter. He's got – I mean, he lines it up. You know, you rarely see one just off the side of the backboard or something. If he misses, he misses on target. He just needs – he needs to get a little bit more – arc on his shot it's a little flat and I understand it's hard for you know a 6'10 guy but get a little bit more arc on that shot and he's going to splash a lot more three-pointers in the future I really think he can be over 30 percent and be you know a a guy that you actually have to guard out there not that you don't because he's made some big shots but improve that and he's got a real future I mean we've been talking about you know first round possibility for Jalen Williams so I do think he would be of benefit to come back. You know, Connor Vanover, I used not to talk about guys, you know, like I don't want to speculate on who might transfer. But in this day and age, you have to. It's part of the job now. Um, Connor Vanover obviously did not play a lot. He's got two years of eligibility remaining. I mean, that's a guy to keep an eye on. We're going to keep an eye on Connor Vanover. Barry Dunning uh, also joining in on the class. We talked about him. Jordan Walsh, uh, Trevon Brazil. Okay, so that's 13 scholarship guys, not including Lawson Blake and and, uh, Cade Arbogast. So, who are walk-ons? Played a little bit. So, as I mentioned, where does Arkansas need in the transfer portal? We're going to see more guys leave. I mean, Arkansas is still looking at their options in the portal. We're going to see more guys leave. And they were bringing in guys going over the, the numbers in the portal, you know, already. So, LSU has lost everybody, by the way, either to the transfer portal or to the you know, NBA draft. Everybody is gone. The number one player is Brandon Murray, shooting guard from LSU. Terrence Shannon is a guy that I think is intriguing. Small forward from Texas Tech. Terrence Shannon was once projected as a first-round pick in the upcoming NBA draft, but the season didn't go as expected. He enters the portal this week and has been a hot name with some of the nation's top programs reach out. He's a long and athletic wing. He can slash defend, has improved as a shooter. I mean, he's 38% from three-point range. I mean, with the new three-point line, I think that's pretty good. Everybody's shooting so much farther out. You know, you used to always kind of look for guys shooting over 40. But 38%, pretty good. Uh, his numbers did dip a little bit last year. I think he averaged over 12 points a game last year. But this is a guy to me, like, if I'm, who could I pick out for Arkansas? He'd be up there. And number four, number three is Brazil, who Arkansas has. As far as Amak from Utah Valley, who is also at Mercer. 18.9 points per game, 13.6 rebounds, 1.7 assists per game, 6'11", 245. This is a guy you'd say, okay, you know, him and Jalen Williams. That would change the way you think of everything about what your idea of the perfect lineup would be right now. But you get a guy like this, and he's heavily covered. Arkansas is in the mix. But you get a guy like that, you don't worry about you don't worry about Jalen Williams getting two early fouls. You know, you don't worry about that. Which by the way.
0: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
1: The NCAA, for Arkansas's benefit, needs to wait one more year before they do that plant foot. The the plant foot on the charge, when the plant foot goes down... (laughs) They need to wait one more year before they institute that. First of all, I think that's going to be a problem. Like, you got, you're watching both people's feet. You're watching his feet to get set outside. You're watching his feet, his plant foot, you know, as a ref. That, that's, to me, seems difficult versus just taking off, you know, when the guy takes off. So, wait one more year till Jalen Williams is, has moved along. Let him have one more year of taking 50 charges. <laughs> anyway, there's a lot of other guys, obviously, in the transfer portal. But those are a couple of guys that intrigue me. I don't. I'm not like Arkansas needs to go get a, a point guard, like a veteran point guard, and maybe maybe they do. But I, I don't. I don't. I just don't see Arkansas being attractive in that sense when you have two guys like Nick Smith and you know hell, Darian Ford too. I mean, he's combo guard. Nick Smith, Anthony Black. I mean, all those guys. Devo Davis is coming back. I mean, so like. Where are you talking? Like you're going to have another guy come in and get in that battle? I don't. I just don't see that. Maybe you get a guy, but I don't know if you get a guy that like who's a you know veteran, experienced you know guy that's like the missing piece of the puzzle from a group of five starters. I don't, I just don't know if that's necessarily in the cards. All right. I think we're going to jump over to Danny West now because I want to talk about the spring evaluation period a little bit. Which is coming up, and it's interesting because this is the first ever evaluation period for Arkansas under Sam Pittman. The first spring evaluation period ever because it's been canceled because of COVID. They haven't been able to get on the road. Now, for those of you who don't understand the rules on the spring evaluation period, okay, you get starting April 15th, so today's April 4th, so not far off, April 15th, you get 168 evaluation days. Okay, so what is an evaluation day? An evaluation day is one coach going out on the road. They can visit each prospect school two times. they can go for an athletic visit and an academic slash athletic visit okay so they can go like check out the you know the academics of the athlete uh, and watch them and also go and just check them out as an athlete okay they can't. Have a conversation. This isn't like where Sam Pittman or any – like Sam Pittman's not even going. But, like, this isn't like where a coach can go out and, like, strike up a conversation and talk about how much we want you. Something like that. You can't do that. The most you could do is say, hey, you know, I'm Coach Barry Odom from Arkansas. You know, we're just here to look at you. Nice to meet you. Move on. That's all. Just a pleasantry. That's it. Because you can't just – the reason that's there is, like, you don't want to, like, have a coach just stonewall you. Like, a kid comes up and he's like, I can't talk to you, you know. But basically, you can tell them that. You're like, hey, it's nice to meet you. The NCAA rules prevent me from, you know, like having a conversation. But, we'll, you know, we'll be looking at you. And that's it. That's about all you can do. So, this is, in a, time for, this is a time for evaluation and something that's been really missing. I mean, obviously, you got to get out and see these guys in person. Talk to people who, you know, they're academic counselors, they're teachers and all those things. You know, you can do that kind of stuff. So that's an important time, and Arkansas is finally going to be able to do it. So one hundred and sixty eight evaluation days it runs from April 15th through march 31st. That doesn't mean that doesn't mean that you have to just jump out on April 15th and go start doing it. You've got plenty of time because say you send seven coaches out on the road, okay, on one day, seven coaches, that's seven days. That counts as seven days. Now they can go to multiple high schools and all that stuff, but it's seven days worth of evaluations. When you send seven coaches out, so you can see how, I mean, if you send a coach out every day, I mean, excluding the weekends, then you're looking at you know 24 days, and you've used it all up, you know. So you don't have to necessarily jump out on April 15th. What we've seen in the past with past staffs is they'll use that April 15th day to you know see in-state guys because they'll be in the middle of spring football. You know they're gonna they're gonna have an open fan practice on April 16th. You know, you can come and watch some practice on the 16th. So, you know, do you really want to send all your coaches out on the road right then? You don't have to. you got plenty of time. So, anyway, that's just a kind of a rundown of the, the spring evaluation period. All right, let's get it to Danny West. We'll talk about that a little bit with him and, and just the latest stuff going on with recruiting. I think maybe we'll get into a lot of quarterback discussion today. He just released the big red board for quarterbacks. There's a big-time guy planning on visiting this weekend. Just came away from Miami too. Let's see what Danny has to say. Danny, how you doing, man? What's up? Oh, not much. Just talking a little bit. I just broke down the spring evaluation period, just the the rules surrounding it. 168 days, the time period, all that kind of stuff. Uh, but just wanted to get your thoughts a little bit before we talk a little bit about quarterback recruiting. Just your thoughts on the evaluation period because it's the first one under Sam Pittman. When when do you do you have an idea of when they plan to start getting out and stuff?
2: Not yet. I think they're going to, from what I've heard, they're going to wait until after spring ball Mm -hmm. uh, to do most of it, which is really no surprise. I mean, you think about these, uh, I think part of bringing in five prospect dates in January and March kind of allows you to really focus on spring ball once you get into it. You know, I think that's important. Now, that's not to say they they're not bringing in kids for spring practices. They are. You've seen them out there. But, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I think, I, I think they're really trying to focus in on spring ball and then they're going to attack it, uh, you know, full forward after spring wraps up. Mm-hmm. So what do I expect? I think, uh, I'm really not sure what to expect, to be honest with you. I told Blair, uh, Angulo last week, I did his podcast. He was asking me, what do you expect? And I said, man, it's the first one. So who knows really, but I would expect, um, a lot of southeast. I think they'll be in Florida, Georgia, and Alabama quite a bit. Obviously, the state of Texas, and they're going to they're take uh, uh, take care of the home state, too. I'm sure they're going to be all across Arkansas. So how they plan to do it and, and when they really go full force in it, I don't know yet,
1: to be honest with you. So, Danny, today you came out with the – and, by the way, speaking of spring football, I will get to that after Danny West is finished. I didn't forget about talking about spring football just the order of things, how we wanted to get to them. You're just
2: putting that on the back burner and nobody cares about football anymore?
1: Chad. Well, we, we had to talk We had to talk about basketball because, sure. I mean, Danny, I think basketball could win the national championship. Just take it aside for a minute. <laughs> I think they could win the national championship next year. Put it year. out there, buddy. I am putting Tell it you. out there. I understand that it takes a little bit of luck along the way. I get that, yeah. that you got to find some luck here and there. Everybody does. But, man, they've got a shot. And I've even seen them – Projected on twenty four seven sports came out with a video the other day with their t- preseason way too early top five for twenty two twenty three and I, I, they put it out on our site and I'm looking at it and they go through and I'm like well hell they didn't even list Arkansas unless they're going to list yes. them number two or number one and then they're not number two and I'm like holy holy you know what, <laughs> <laughs> <Only> what <now? laughs> but I, I agree um, they have a shot at it I mean depending on dude, you know thing, some man, things that you, come back. You. KU
2: all year. Now y'all know I watch quite a bit of them because of my wife. Yeah, dude, I think Arkansas would beat KU. I I truly believe that. And here they are. They've got a really good shot to win it tonight, I think. And I don't think they're the best team. So yeah. I mean,
1: you got to have luck, know,
2: man. It was you got to have luck. It's all about matchups. If that's what I learned, anything this year. Shoot, we've heard it our whole life. But mm-hmm. the tournament really is about matchups. And KU got. Really good ones. For whatever reason, Carolina's got Duke's number. It's a good matchup for them. In a close game, they know how to win it. So, it's not always about the most talented. We've seen that time and time again. But I'm with you. I I cannot disagree. I think
1: they've got a shot. I mean, I just feel like you keep knocking at the door like they have. You keep knocking. That's something I've always said. And then you you bang your way through. And, I mean, next year's roster just looks – Really, really don't. I mean, and depending yeah. on what happens in the portal, you know, there's still still some movement to be done. But, man, they've got a shot. They really, I really think they do. It's exciting. It really is. I kind of opened the show, Danny, just talking about, um, you know, what the national media has told you forever about this is what you are. This is, you know, you're Arkansas. You can't do this. You can't do that. You should be happy yep. with this. And it doesn't feel like that. It feels like I want to buy stock in Arkansas right now.
2: That's right. Yeah. You know, it's funny. The funny thing about Arkansas is they hate you when
1: you're down mm-hmm. and they
2: hate you even more when you're
1: up. Yeah.
2: <laughs> you know, they're going to hate you regardless. So you might as well win. Cause and, you proved them wrong. They are. Yeah.
1: They are. So Danny for Arkansas to continue, take steps forward. And, I, and I'm going to talk about this football schedule a little bit coming up next year and some other things that I've noticed in the spring. But when we look at the future of Arkansas sports, a uh, quarterback is extremely important and you just came out with a big red bet board for, for quarterbacks. And, Uh, There's a really important visitor coming in this weekend. Uh, I mean, a guy that's going to be really tough to get. There's other guys, like we love Malachi Singleton, both of us do. Avery Johnson's another. Where does Arkansas stand right now in quarterback? What's coming up on the horizon for them? It's it's the most intriguing quarterback
2: search, if you want to call it that. I'm calling it a search. They went without one last year. Mm -hmm. That's extremely rare for Arkansas. The last time that happened was uh, 2012, so 10 years ago. Over 10 years if you go by class, but – It's extremely rare, and it's extremely important to get it right, because right now you've got three scholarship guys. I mean, you keep up with that. If I'm Mm -hmm. not mistaken, there's three. And, you know, there's a gap there. And at some point, you've got to go out and get a guy that you feel great about. I think they're after the right ones. But it's still – I mean, we're at the first part of April here. Still not very clear as to who the guy might be. Mm -hmm. You've talked about Avery Johnson forever. He's been here – want to say three or four times now malachi singleton's been here twice once for a game once for a prospect day mm-hmm. that's one that man i think you would have to feel really good about i know people only look at the stars mm-hmm. and i i get that but uh like i said i i think you uh think you need to go watch his film if you haven't already but you know
1: central florida he's coming back here problem. right he's coming yeah, back this month back, uh Probably in the summer, if I had to guess. I know mm. he wants to come back for a game, but okay.
2: he's a guy I don't I don't think he'll ever make it into the season, uncommitted. Yeah. I thought he honestly, might be coming
1: so. in uh, this month, later this month, or something. Um, but well, he long. was
2: initially. Uh, it's kind of a funny deal with Malachi. We went all winter thinking uh, he he had been telling me I'm going to be there in April, mm-hmm. and then they kind of expedited that, brought him in March 5th. So I said, okay, look out now if they're if they're moving this uh, thing along rather quickly then it's probably time to pay attention to this Mm -hmm. i thought he might commit during that last trip trey i really did i I was kind of expecting it he didn't so uh, he's still taking visits i think he's a guy they would take right now if he called and and wanted to commit i think they'd take him but yeah uh yeah i mean you mentioned the five star coming in Jaden Rashada,
1: and i I just want to say this real quick danny that out of the guys that Jaden Rashad is not. A, it's, I wouldn't say he's a pipe dream or anything, but he's like that's like it's reaching a, it's for the a stars, bit of a reach. right? Yeah. He's all, all the way out in California. Um, he did have a good trip to Miami, but out of the guys that like, you feel like okay, there's some strong interest being reciprocated. Arkansas is really interested. Singleton, I think, is the guy I love most.
2: Yeah, I'm with you. All um, right, let's talk I, about. I mean,
1: Go oh, go ahead, Danny. Sorry, I didn't uh, mean to talk. There's earlier. one
2: more. I talked to Jabari Johnson over the mm-hmm. weekend. Six foot two hundred out of Tacoma, Washington. Now want to talk about a long way. Yeah. Again, we're not calling them pipe dreams, but boy, that's a that's a long way, buddy. Mm-hmm. So he's he told me he's going to be here soon. He hasn't locked in that that final date, but I fully expect him to be here. I think he's going to come in and visit, and that's part of it. I think they're being patient, very thorough. I think they want to get a look and. uh and, you know, try to get some of these kids on campus before they go full-fledged, this is our guy. You know yep. what I mean? So, And why not? I mean, like I said, there's a gap there. You've got to get it right. So I think they're doing a good job of, of being diligent.
1: Now, Rashada is pretty much a take for anybody that's not, I guess, in the Arch Manning oh, yeah. sweepstakes, sweepstakes. But uh, Rashada is, I mean – He's a five-star on 24-7 Sports Composite, very highly ranked guy. And he just visited Miami, as I mentioned. Really liked the area. Really, you know, loved the surroundings and everything. Uh, But his plan is to come to Arkansas this weekend. What do we know about this kid? And obviously it's a a long way. Well, I'm not 100% sure it's happening this weekend. I I think the 16th could be one. I know
2: uh, his teammate, we haven't even mentioned the four-star receiver, uh, Rasheed Williams from pittsburgh california
1: mm-hmm.
2: i think they could be coming together and i think that could be the 16th unless i'm okay. missing something this morning
1: so yeah the article that i read on him uh on after his miami visit was he didn't say he's come he's trying to work out the visit for this weekend Is how he put it so gotcha yep so maybe it's yep. maybe it's just not solidified
2: yeah, I could see that, but they're definitely looking at these next three: uh, the ninth, sixteenth, and uh, twenty-three. Like mm-hmm. I said earlier, that's not to say you won't see guys show up on Tuesdays and Thursdays, but it seems to me they're trying to steer most of these guys on the on the Saturday um, mm-hmm. scrimmage type situations.
1: You want to talk twenty twenty-six quarterbacks, Danny? Because they're
2: <laughs> yeah, why not?
1: I mean they're they're on twenty twenty-six guys coming out of junior high. <laughs>
2: yeah it's a different one man i mean and you know in all seriousness we try to be careful Mm -hmm. um, when you've got one that young i mean but i know who you're talking about kane archer from greenwood he's got all the all the characteristics of a guy who's going to be really really big time i know people have have started to learn about him yeah just a super talented kid he's i mean he's big for that age you know he's filled out looks like a million bucks for a for an eighth grader Yep michigan and missouri have already offered this kid and you know i think he's he's mature from my dealings with him i think he's he's off to a good start and how to approach it and how to handle it so i think he can handle it Mm. but again man that's awfully early um i will tell you you know he told me last week playing for the home state school would be a dream come true so in about
1: ten years from now, whenever he graduates, keep that in mind. Yeah, <laughs> exactly, exactly. But yeah, I mean, I've seen the video on him. You you can tell he can really spin it, and yep. uh, already got good size six foot one eighty five for just for that young. I mean, so and Greenwood has a pretty solid reputation for producing good quarterbacks. Tyler, See, I Wilson, looked it up the other day. Daniel I seven or eight, yeah, uh,
2: including walk ons, which yeah. you know. Grant Morgan was a walk on. He was he's an all American. So yep. uh, you know, Lucas Miller was a pretty good player too. So yeah. They've had some good ones and and he could be next in line.
1: Yep. All right, Danny. Anything else you want to add? Anything we're looking out <sighs> That's for?
2: That's pretty much it. I'm working on a uh more expanded visit list for those dates. I talked about April 9th, 16th and 23rd. Um, in between there, April 18th, I I do want to mention this kid is probably one to keep an eye on Joshua Manning, uh, 2023. So one, a little more current. He's a wide receiver out of Lee summit, Missouri going to be coming up on the 18th. That's two days after the spring game practice, whatever you want to call it. So a Monday, I believe maybe a Sunday, uh, no, it'd be a Monday, April eighteenth. So keep an eye on that name, Joshua Manning. That's one they recently offered, and and uh, been looking forward to getting him down here. So I think they're they're going to be in the mix there.
1: All right, Danny, appreciate you, man. You bet. We'll see you. All right, everybody. That's Danny West again. You can follow Danny at Danny West two four seven. Does pretty much all of our football recruiting coverage at hogsports.com most of his articles are vip so keep in mind that it's just one dollar right now for your first month at hogsports.com h-a-w-g sports.com go check out danny's stuff right there all right spring football time let's talk a little spring football
2: this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what
0: That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
1: So Sam Pittman, we spoke to him on Thursday. We weren't able to watch practice on Saturday. They scrimmaged. We'll find out some more stuff on Tuesday from how everything went with that. But Arkansas practicing, most likely they didn't come out with a schedule, but almost certainly going to go Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, which would be the 9th, I believe, um, and then repeat it the next week. And then, of course, the 16th is that fan day that they're talking about, the open practice, hog fest, all that kind of stuff, which uh, they're not going to have a red-white game, but it's going to be – some scrimmaging obviously uh probably just not like wearing a red team and a white team jersey and marching up and down the field but like doing situational stuff working red zone uh working third down situations all those kinds of different things okay so uh it should be entertaining though because it'll probably be a little bit more competitive than you would see you know the red the first team offense going against what's really the third team defense because you got to rotate guys in and out so that's kind of how it works? They say first team versus second team. But that's not exactly right. How it usually is. So this should actually be maybe give uh, people a little bit better idea of things. So we got to talk about Malik Hornsby playing wide receiver. Okay, uh, something that I didn't think would really happen just because Hornsby entered the transfer portal. Okay, he entered the transfer portal, and so you're just like, well, I mean, obviously he you know didn't like his situation, but uh, you know as Pittman said. You know, he entered the portal, and his his policy, you know, obviously if you if you enter the portal, you can't come back. But that's if, like, you're missing stuff. Like you, you're transferring in the middle of the season. You you don't like your options, You decide you want to come back. That's not what happened with Hornsby. So that's where it's a little bit different because we've been asked about that a little bit. So that's where it's a little bit different. Same with Yale and St. John. You know, neither of those guys missed anything, had a change of heart, came back out. It wasn't like, I don't like my options and stuff. So – when they talked to him about coming back, they said, you know, hey, we're going to give you a chance to compete for the starting job um, with KJ, which is going to be a tall task. We also still – we want to work you some at wide receiver, okay? So that was in the cards when they talked to him about coming back. So from what I've seen with him at wide receiver so far, they look like they've been doing this for a a good bit. They came out on Tuesday, first day, um, the first practice, first team rep and had Hornsby at wide receiver. He didn't catch a pass for a while because they motioned him in the backfield, ran him at quarterback. Uh, he eventually did, and then uh, Thursday's practice he came out again with the first group, and I thought looked really good. I mean, the first pass was like forty-five yards down the sideline against Dwight McLaughlin, who's in coverage, good coverage. KJ just put it perfectly, and he made a great catch. I mean, I could really see this being a factor, and the thing that you have to have happen. Okay, this is where the concern is. Because we saw K.J. have to come out of several games last year. I mean, he ran the ball for 600-something yards. He gets dinged up every once in a while. He has to come out. He came out of the Penn State game for a lot. So, the the thing that would be concerning is Malik being your backup quarterback, if he were to take a shot and – you know, have an injury or something because he's playing wide receiver and not quarterback, and then K.J. has something happen to him. Then you start looking down the line, and you're like, all right, that's the third quarterback. So that's where Lucas Coley and Cade Fortin come in. Do you trust them? Do you trust those guys enough to where you can risk putting Malik Hornsby's speed at wide receiver? And I'll say this. I've liked what I've seen out of, out of Coley. You know, I don't think the last two practices that I watched, he had very good practices. He had, like, four turnovers. He had a fumble. Three interceptions over two pack, two practices. But more, he's been better for longer stretches. He just just had a couple of incidences, I think. I don't think it's like a trend or anything. But that's that's popped up to me. But um, I think that Coley has a future at Arkansas. But I've also liked what I've seen out of Kate Fortin as he's come along. I thought early on, kind of wondering, and he's a guy that we hadn't talked about. He's the walk-on transfer from South Florida. I, I thought early he looked a little bit skittish at times. But as we've gone on, he's looked a lot more crisp and like like he has better understanding. You see him, they do that red zone work a lot, um, throwing a lot of touchdown passes, knowing where to go with the ball. You see him making what seems to be better reads, um, throwing the ball well. Thornton is a guy that with his maturity could possibly make you feel a little bit better about Hornsby over there at wide receiver. You know, I still think you're going to see – and we, like we talk about wide receiver – of his reps are coming at quarterback still. It's not like he has moved to wide receiver, okay? That's not the situation that's going on right now. All right, he's working at wide receiver. How can they get him on the field? And they're motioning in and out, motioning K.J., you know, out to wide receiver, which that's a little scary (laughs) with K.J. too. You don't want him taking any shots. He did catch a pass the other day on Tuesday, uh, but he looked like he was like the fourth option. So, but anyway, like Hornsby over there, working summit wide receiver i just didn't think it was possible because you know in this day and age you can just jump right in the portal it's easy trey knox was involved in a car accident he got side swiped according to coach Pittman. um so he's been in concussion protocol actually so he didn't practice all last week we expect him to be back this week usually it's about a week on concussion protocol uh terry wells has a back injury and they're trying to decide what they want to do with that terry didn't he wasn't doing a whole lot starting out, never was going out in team. Um, probably your backup right guard uh, right now, but wasn't doing a lot of stuff in team, and then the last two practices he hadn't even been out there. So they're going to try to figure out what to do with Terry Wells. Jefferson started off strong. I'm just giving a few of my thoughts here of what we've seen so far. Dwight McLaughlin working with the first team. They call him Nudy, Nudie, Nudie McLaughlin. Uh, working with the first team at left cornerback. They moved Corey Johnson from cornerback to middle safety, backup behind Catalan. They felt like they needed a little more depth there. I mean, they've had Anthony Brown, who's a true freshman, working at backup middle safety. So I can understand, you know, maybe wanting a little bit more experience, maturity there as Anthony Brown continues to develop. They really like him. But uh, it makes sense, I think, to to shift over like that. I think we eventually – we expect all these transfers to definitely eventually emerge as starters, right? McClothern's the first one to do it, okay? McClothern's the first one to do it over there. And then you've got uh, – You know, Latavius Brini hasn't done it yet, but he's a guy that we got our on. According to Pittman, he's starting to kind of look like he remembers, starting to kind of feel some things out. He's going to work at boundary safety, work at nickel some. Maybe this week you see him a little bit more at nickel, possibly. Um, But they're going to work him at both. He wanted to work at both spots, you know, when he uh, was talking about transferring to Arkansas. So he's a guy that we're watching to emerge. I think it's probably with him, maybe a battle with Jaden Johnson, maybe a battle with Simeon Blair. You know, I think that could be the battle. So, uh, but I think eventually we're going to see Breene emerge as a starter. Drew Sanders is another one. When does Drew Sanders emerge and start working with the first group? Now, regardless if he does or doesn't, I think you're going to see a, a good rotation. You know, it worked last year with three linebackers. They they stayed fairly healthy all all year, so it worked out where they didn't have to have, like, four linebackers. They had a, a three-man rotation pretty steady there, and you saw them all pretty much play the same. They all had over 100 tackles last year, so which is a pretty rare feat. Um, so, you know, when's that going to happen? Obviously, Landon Jackson hasn't been practicing, but he's a guy that we would expect to push. Uh, I think maybe more of a left-end type. Um but Pittman likes him as a as a pass rusher too, so maybe maybe he gets over at the right side. We'll see how it shakes out. But um, you need more than obviously you know one guy there. So, you know your top two defensive lines are all going to play a good bit, uh, and then Jaden Hazelwood I think is maybe a guy to watch this week to maybe start getting some first team reps. He he had a little bit of a shoulder issue. He's been in a green jersey, uh, which means no contact. But Hazelwood is a guy that we're talking about. Replacing a significant amount of the production loss by Traylon Burks, right? We're talking about him replacing that production. He hasn't run with the first team at all in the practices we've seen. He hasn't been out there with KJ. Those guys need to start developing some chemistry. Hazelwood's going to end up starting, right? And I understand, like, the idea of, you know, we want to make sure that you earn this right earn the starting spot and like as i've mentioned several times with the three defensive linemen who ended up starting last year in fall camp because they all enrolled after spring and fall camp they were all third team starting out okay and it's just like you know you got to earn your right way you got to show that you belong there and so i would expect we're going to see a few changes okay because they just knocked out six practices so they're over a third of the way through spring ball this week we're going to see some guys move up with the first team. We're going to see some guys maybe change some positions a little bit here and there. We're going to see. Uh, we're going to see uh, probably a four-man front. In fact, I, I would be surprised if I go out there Tuesday and they're not in a four-man front. Okay, they've been doing three-man front the entirety of the first six practices, and now we're going to see them probably exclusively work on some four-man front, and then probably at the you know the last third of practices, we'll probably see them mix it up a little bit more. So, kind of works in, you know, a little more compartmentalized, broken down like this. Sam Pittman was very complimentary of Jimmy Smith and how he's run that running back room. Uh, The reviews for the new assistants from the different players and Sam Pittman, Deke Adams and Dominic Bowman. Um, You know, Deke Adams, I think, was a guy that a lot of fans were, at least on our message board, kind of going like, who's this guy, you know? He's older. He's been around the block. Everybody likes a new up-and-comer, right, in which Dominic Bowman kind of fit that mold. But Deke Adams has been doing work in recruiting, and that's what a lot of this has come down to, like, why are there openings? A lot of it comes down to recruiting. All right, I think I have pretty much covered everything I wanted to talk about in that regard. Um any of my special observations that I wanted to go over? I think I pretty much covered – oh, Marcus Miller's back with the team. He's he As it was explained to us, he was with the team, but he wasn't with the team. He wasn't not part of the team, but he wasn't with the team. And now he's back out there. He's got to go through the progressions. He wasn't in full pads on Thursday. He's got to go through. But next week, by the next scrimmage, he should be good to go. What else? I saw Caleb James also. Kane Archer was at practice. Caleb James was at practice. Defensive end commitment. KJ's look good. I've said before, man, I've been surprised with how crisp they look coming out in the spring. It's like they haven't missed a beat. So, let's talk a little bit about the schedule coming up. I'm talking about the season, 2022 football season. Open with Cincinnati Bearcats. All right. We obviously know Cincinnati's been a strong program for a while. I think Arkansas wins this game. It's in Fayetteville. It's a season opener. You've got the whole season, you know, off season to prepare for them. Arkansas should win the game. I'm not saying it's going to be easy by any stretch. they got a good program, okay? It's a tough game, tough opener. But I think Arkansas is going to win, and I think they beat South Carolina for the same reason. I think overall Arkansas as a program is ahead of South Carolina, going to have a better quarterback situation, I think. And, you know, even though I know they got a transfer and all that stuff. But uh, um, what's his name, kid from Oklahoma. But it's in Fayetteville. Arkansas is a little bit farther ahead, I think, as a program. So I'm going to give Arkansas that win. I'm going to give them Missouri State also. Uh, Texas A&M and Alabama, let's just say they lose both of those. I think they'll split those games. I think they could possibly get Alabama. Um, Obviously, they beat Texas A&M last year. But let's just say they split them. Or, excuse me, let's just say they lose both of them, okay? Just for the topic – just for the reason of this discussion. I don't think that's going to happen, but – I don't want to count anything that I don't feel like pretty sure about. All right, Mississippi State, so they lose those two. I don't think they're going to lose three in a row, right? They're going to beat Mississippi State at Mississippi State. They just had their number. Even though I really like their quarterback, um, I just feel like Arkansas is more talented, and they're taking a veteran team down there. So I'm going to give Arkansas the edge there, even though it was very close and favorable last year. At BYU, I think Arkansas has got a better team than BYU. It's at BYU. It's on the road. I could see maybe running into trouble, but I still think Arkansas is going to have the better team. Everybody on BYU is like 25 years old though, aren't they? So what do I got? I'm one, two, three, four, five. Five wins right now entering the bye week. Five and two going into the bye week. At Auburn – Auburn's a mess right now. I would be surprised if Auburn is good next season. I'm going to give them at Auburn. I'm going to give them that win. I'm not going there because Auburn's press box sucks. They moved it to the corner. I've said it several times. It completely takes you out of the game. It's an awful experience for a media person. I hate it. I'm not going to Auburn. I will not go to Auburn next year. unless I. Go, if I go, I'm going to buy a regular ticket and sit in the stands and watch it that way. But I'll be damned if I'm sitting in that awful press box The big screen, they have one big screen, and it's right next to you. You can't see it. You're in the end zone, way up high, as high as you can get, looking down. I mean, it's just a a terrible experience to watch a football game. So, I'm not going. And it's incredibly difficult to get to. You fly into Atlanta. you got to rent a car. you got to drive two hours to get to Auburn. I mean, it's just the whole thing sucks, in my opinion. The whole experience of going to a game at Auburn, in my opinion, is not fun. For somebody in my position. Now, if you're going as a fan – Maybe it's a different story. and In fact, last year I was actually going to go, or not last year, but the year before last, uh, I was actually going to go um, during COVID time, and, uh, but I was going to sit in the stands. I was going to go with some people and sit in the stands, but um, they would actually invited to fly me over there, which was cool. But with the, there was a storm real bad and ended up getting canceled and everything, so we didn't go. But that was my plan last time, and I was going to do a walk and talk coming out of the stands, which would have been pretty unique, I think. Liberty, I'm going to give them that one. Even though Liberty's got a good program, lost their quarterback, obviously, but they got a good program. So I've got them at seven wins right now. LSU in Fayetteville. I mean, LSU is all over the place. I know they got talent. They lost a lot of players. I'm going to give them that one. Eight. Ole Miss, get a little revenge in Fayetteville. Now, they don't have Matt Corral. They have Dart now. They're retooling a lot of stuff, but it's in Fayetteville. I'm going to give them that one. I'm giving them nine at this point. And I'm going to give them Missouri. I think their program's going in a different direction. I think this one may end up being at, uh, in Kansas City also, at Arrowhead, which would be really cool, which I think would be another advantage for Arkansas. So if you're not keeping track, that's 10, regular season. That's where I'm at right now. That's what I'm thinking. I feel like Arkansas as a brand is going this way, okay? And I don't care what, The national media has told you for years, this is where you belong. This is your place. These are your limitations. This is what you should be happy with. No. No. We're seeing things different. The only problem with Arkansas as an institution is it's not directly close. It's not right next door to Dallas. It's not right next door to Atlanta. Okay? That's the problem. They have to work. They have to go a little bit farther out. They have to get recruits in. It's very important to get recruits in, and we're seeing that happen. I mean, Arkansas is the number three-ranked recruiting class in the country. Now, you can't tell me that, and I know football in the South is extremely competitive, more competitive than basketball in this conference, more competitive than baseball even in this conference, okay? Football, everybody puts all their cards in in football for the most part, okay? So it's difficult, but you can't tell me that Arkansas's baseball program can have the success that it's having, drawing talent from all over the place the way it does. You can't tell me that Arkansas's track program the way it used to be, and it's still very, very good. It's just not as dominant as it was with 42 national championships, drawing talent from all over the world at Arkansas. You can't tell me that you can't recruit other athletes from other sports to Arkansas given that. And I'm going to tell you something else. Arkansas seems to be on top of their game when it comes to the NIL stuff, okay? Okay. And we didn't know how it was going to work. I'll tell you how I think it's going to it's it's worked. Is I don't think Arkansas was a big cheating program. Now I think there are programs out there that cheat, that bend the rules, that do stuff. I think that happens. I think it, obviously it's been uncovered here and there that teams do that kind of stuff. I don't think Arkansas has been. And I think the NIL thing. What we're seeing is maybe it's bridged the gap. Maybe it's created a, an avenue where the cheaters. Are being brought more at a, a level playing field because everybody can do it now. There's not really any such thing as cheating anymore. I mean, there are some rules, but for the most part, these rules are minor infractions. You talk to somebody too long on a on a you know a visit where you weren't supposed to talk to them. You know that's that's going to be a, a, a that's obviously something you report, but that's not a a, a level one <laughs> type of situation. You know. So I feel like the NIL stuff may be leveled the playing field a little bit more. I think, Arkansas is, I think Arkansas is hot right now in the minds of a lot of recruits. You look at the coaches that they have, you look at the results that we're seeing, like from a future standpoint, like basketball obviously went to an elite eight. Who, who's had the success that Arkansas has in the three money sports? Baseball's not a money sport for everybody, but at Arkansas it is. It brings in revenue. So baseball, what are they, number two right now? That may have changed. They they won two of three against Mississippi State. Um, But baseball, uh, number five-ranked recruiting class in the country also. Basketball, number two-ranked recruiting class in the country, just finished an Elite Eight run. Football, just won nine games, finished, what, number 20 or 21 nationally, number three-ranked recruiting class in the country. Who can say that? Who's got that? Now, Arkansas is lacking some hardware, but that's what's coming next. They're lacking some hardware. They don't have a national championship. They got a conference championship last year in baseball, obviously, but did the season didn't end the way that you wanted it to. Um, you know, basketball was a top four seed. They finished in the Elite Eight. There's not a championship title, you know, or anything there. They weren't cutting the nuts net, nets down after the Elite Eight game. Um and football won a bowl game, a, a solid bowl game, Outback Bowl, nine wins. They didn't win, you know, a division or anything like that. So there's still some hardware that's missing. But when you talk about just the breadth of it, the overall feeling of your athletic programs if you're a Razorback fan, you've got to be feeling pretty good about the situation right now. And kudos to Hunter Urichek for getting it done, not just in those sports, but the other ones. I mean, all, all 19 sports have been pretty solid, all of them. Arkansas baseball, just to touch on that a little bit, where things stand. you got a midweek game coming up against UCA tomorrow, Tuesday, April 5th. That game's at 6 o'clock. So you've had – see, Mississippi State, they won 8-1, 12-5, and they lost in 12 innings, 5-3 on Sunday. So they took two of three there. they got UCA April 5th at 6 p.m. And then they travel to Florida for a Thursday, Friday, Saturday series. At Florida, five, five thirty, and twelve for those games. Starting Thursday, April seventh. Arkansas baseball right now is twenty-one and five overall, seven and two in conference, seventeen and three at home, two and one away, two and one neutral. So that's it. All right, everybody, we went long. We're not going to get to questions today, but I appreciate you all listening and tuning in to what I have to say every week. I really do. Also, let me know in the comments below what you think. I started adding press conferences and I think I'm going to add maybe maybe just the key press the thing about press conferences like I want the channel to be liked, viewed, shared, all of those things based on the merit of this particular show, Hog Sports Live. Okay. And so that's why we put we actually have always done we do all press conferences. We put for our members. We post commercial free press conferences on our message board for free. You know, you don't have to sit through any commercials and stuff. But lately, I have put some of the press conferences on here. The, the thing about it is, if you put a press conference on here, that's you know maybe it's a player that you know that's not as popular as a head coach or a quarterback or something like that, you know, and I I'll, I'll like to talk to new faces all the time. I'm always asking the sports information department, Hey, when, when can we talk to these transfers? When can we talk to, you know, so-and-so who might be, you know, starting to see a role, a younger guy that maybe not a lot of people know about. The thing about those is, is they don't get watched as much as this show would, or a post-game press conference with Sam Pittman or Eric Musselman or something like that. Those I'm thinking we're always going to start putting those on this channel, but Maybe not every press conference that we have, okay? And the reason is just because I have to make sure that the viewership remains high. Because if it doesn't, the way the algorithm works, it will hurt the channel, okay? So that's why I haven't put – that's why we have a separate channel – for uh different different shows different you know press conferences and stuff like that because i want the channel to um be recognized and the algorithm to work based on the merit of that show or this press conference okay and in retrospect maybe i should have put curtis wilkerson's show on this channel too because he's done a great job if you haven't tuned into hog hoops live then uh be sure to check out curtis at hog hoops live and be sure to sign up at hogsports.com it's a great time it's one dollar right now for your first month the cool thing about the dollar deal at Hog sports you sign up for a dollar to see if you like it. Okay. You like it after that dollar is up, you're going to go on to just a regular payment method. But the thing is when you do that, you're also eligible to get Paramount Plus for free. Paramount Plus is usually, it's like what, $10.99 or something like that a month. So, you know, 120, I think it's a hundred dollars for the whole year for the commercial free plan the premium package plan it's like a hundred dollars a year but you get it for free at hog sports for as long as you're subscribed if you're subscribed for the next five years you get paramount plus for free for five years it's 500 hundred dollar value for paramount plus and let me tell you something this network this paramount plus is really taking off i mean they have some great shows i don't know if you guys like star trek and i never was a big Trekky guy but i've watched star trek discovery i never watched any star trek stuff i've watched um uh, Picard, which has been fantastic, I think. Um, I've watched... Oh, there's some other show. Oh, there's 1883, uh, Yellowstone, 1883. I think the next Yellowstone series is also coming out on Paramount+. Plus. Uh, and there's been a lot of other things. I can't remember. There's a couple other shows that I've watched on there. So that is really starting to take... Plus, they've got a ton of movies. I mean, like, all the Paramount. And it's like, you know, uh, BET, if you like BET. Comedy Central's on there. Smithsonian, I think. There, there's all these other, you know properties that are owned you know within cbs umbrella all these properties that are owned that are on paramount plus it's really taken off as a streaming like a kind of like a must-have type of streaming service like right up there with like netflix and some of the others uh disney plus you know uh, paramount plus those are like to me like things you got to kind of have in the, this day and age if you if you like watching shows and tvs and stuff which i do hbo max is another one that, that i really love so you get it for free so one dollar you sign up at Hog Sports. Test it out for a month. You're going to like it. You're going to love it. That's how that's how we get you through the door. I don't want to say we trick you into getting through the door, but that's what we do. We get you through the door because that's the hardest thing for us to do. And once we get you through there, um, you'll see why we're one of the ten largest sites in the whole 24-7 Sports Network at Arkansas, at a place where population-wise we shouldn't be there. Should we be top 25? Sure. But based on the numbers of this state, we shouldn't be in the top ten, but we're not just in the top ten easily and we work our tails off. We we want to be the best, and um, I think our numbers are supporting that, and we're going to keep pushing. That's what we always do. Every time, you know, we hit a surge in, in growth, we add back to the product. You know, we add Curtis Wilkerson to cover basketball. Um, you know, added Andrew Ellis for baseball. I mean, I can remember when it was like me and and Otis was a part-time, but it was really just me like doing the stuff daily, like walking around like Dick Van Dyke with a camera, a still camera, an, a, you know, a recorder, an audio recorder, uh, a notebook, a backpack, something, you know, between my legs, like holding holding another notebook between my legs, trying to do everything, going from every sport, all that kind of stuff. And it's um, we've been able to expand a lot and do a whole lot more. And it's really – it's thanks to all of you guys for subscribing um just super appreciative that you guys let us do this job and uh of course you know i know i'm going on and on and stuff but it really means a lot and and also you know those of you who who just take in our free content because we you know we are you know revenue driven based on advertising and it, we like to show you our ads too so if you want to come read our free stuff we certainly appreciate you but uh i just can't say enough about the support that we've had over the last i mean i've been doing this for 19 years We we keep getting bigger and bigger and it's uh it means a lot. It means a lot that you guys take in our content and appreciate the things that we do and try to do stuff differently, try to cover things from different angles, and uh, you guys have been really receptive to that, so appreciate that so much. All right, everybody, thank you again for watching. Thank you for being part of hogsports.com. I want to really thank Danny West for joining on and providing his insight with Razorback Recruiting. And until next time, this has been Trey Biddy with hogsports.com, and we will catch you next time.